Hello and welcome to On the Other Side with your host and musical guide, the brother from another planet, Arthur, capital C, period, Brown Jr. But you may call me Art. Our program's entitled On the Other Side because in the beginning of recorded music, there was vinyl, side A with the hits, and then the other side, side B. Well, I'm here to tell you, many uh, classic tunes can be found on the other side. And we're here to explore side A, side B, CDs, one from 10, where, wherever music, recorded music can be found, we are here to explore such. And do so we will. Additionally, on the other side refers to this thing we call life because it's ever present, it's ever presenting challenges to be navigated, not so much overcome as to learn through. Everything happens for you, not to you. And with that in mind, we navigate the challenges that come before us for our eternal growth. And that's where we are. That's what we're about. So onward and upward, our journey begin, begins, and there will be many adventures along the way. And we'll be popping our heads in and out over here and there and gaining whatever it is to be gained from each experience. So, without further delay, I know you've heard that before, the journey begins. And we'll see you when we get back from on the other side. So, before we get started, I'd like to give, I, I won't call it a mission statement, but just to set the tone to let you know what we're all about and why we've 
chosen this endeavor to uh, express ourselves through as well as to uh, provide you with the most tasteful of music that we have available to us. And then uh, we'll go from there. You see, music is composed by three major elements, melody, harmony, and rhythm. Melody, as you know, is a succession of harmonious sounds. And harmony is an agreeable blending of tones, while rhythm is measured and balanced movement. And it's expressed by the body's life force, which activates movement and gestures. Now, frequency, just like uh, the planets, all planets have their own significant and uniquely identifiable frequency, just as each and every human being. Depending upon the energetic health of each individual, every frequency resonates at a different level of vibration. As the unencumbered resonation of our frequency, excited by the purity of the sound we ingest from the eternal spirit that dwells within the players of and the listeners to this heavenly ordained thing we call music. All love and all respect to all musicians of any genre or discipline, known or unknown, as you are all members of the Universal Orchestra. However, the music of the African diaspora is that that raises my vibration to infinity and impassions my soul. So I, we honor the indigenous musicians of the planet who play the blues of their ethnicity or sect from which all true creators and innovators partake to enhance their craft and become bluesicians exploiting their sound and their souls around the world. And this is why I love music. And so it is. And now, our journey begins. 
And in the beginning, there was the rites of passage, the polyrhythmic rites of passage, followed by the big bang, I mean big band, and then the homegrown, and concluded with the collective. And our journey begins onward and upward through the African diaspora and the American classical art form that we all know and love. And I'll see you on the other side.
And we're back. It is said that a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Well, our first step was a Rice of Patches, a Renee McLean tune who accompanies Jackie on this LP, The Rites of Passage. Jackie noted that although his and Renee's styles are not exactly alike, Renee has heard him all his life just from listening to him practice around the house. Their concepts on how to present a melody and where to breathe are very similar. The only other person I could play with, like Renee, is Tina Brooks. Well, that got me to thinking. I haven't heard much from Tina other than one tune, it seems, that they play all the time, and Tina is so much more than that. So what I'm going to do is, the next time you hear from me, you'll hear some Tina. I promise. And on the personnel, on the uh, LP, the personnel were Jackie McLean, alto saxophone, Renee McLean, tenor, alto, and soprano saxophones, Hotep Idris Galata, piano, Nat Rees, bass, and Carl Allen was their drummer. And then we flowed into the sweet, powerful, fluid piece known as Milestones, a Miles Davis composition by the Gerald Wilson Orchestra. Touch and taste abound. And Gerald Wilson kept one of the tightest bands ever, especially through those periods of the 80s and the 70s, 80s, and 90s. He always had a tough band. And uh, he's returned home, but his legacy lives. The soloists on the tune were Jack Wilson, piano, and he is the, uh, the, the the author of the tune that you're listening to underneath, Waltz for Ahmet. Carmel Jones from Horace Silver, uh, fame on trumpet, Bud Shank, alto saxophone, and Joe Pass was their guitarist. 
And then we went home grown. Octavia won. And trust me, that's not the way that word is pronounced. I'm going to spell it for you, and then you can get back to me and tell me what language or dialect it might be. A V O T C J A, and then the word one. It's a John Hicks tune, and uh, from the Lee Morgan LP, Tyru. John Hicks, I can't say enough about him. He is a wonderful soul. But everybody on the LP is terrible. George Benson set the table. Uh, John came with his finesse. Lee was probing. Uh, Benny Maupin was his direct attack. It was, wow. Okay, so, I, Lee Morgan trumpet, Benny Maupin tenor saxophone, George Benson guitar, John Hicks piano, Reggie Workman, Philadelphia's Reggie Workman bass, and Billy Higgins was their drummer. And then the mysterious setup with its haunting backdrop and offbeat intervals. Wow. Drama follows taking up and then dropping off and then again and again. Stanley. Yes, thank you. Now, I had just finished listening to some Stanley Clark, uh, Stanley Clark, Stanley Kyle, <laughs> uh, days before I found of his return home. It, uh, it saddened me quite a bit, it saddened me quite a bit. But he came, he shared his talents, and his evolution with us. And for that, we're grateful. Stanley Kyle piano, Eddie Henderson trumpet, Rick Morgitza tenor saxophone, Dick Griffin trombone, Peter Washington bass, and Billy Hart was their drummer. And we listened to the title tune set up. Okay, that's where we've been. And motion is the prime mover of the universe. We're going to move on. Motion, carry us with you. And we'll see you upon our return. From on the other side.
return on the other side with Art Brown. And we returned from an adventure that was something else. No, I mean it. Something else. An LP by Ornette Coleman. And the tune we listened to was Chippy. Before we get into who, we, who, who the personnel were, I have to say, Ornette went through a lot to play this music. Not just rejection, but... I, I know of people who have told me they have seen things thrown at him for the way he interpreted and played the music. Pisces, very mutable. Thank God, because he didn't give up. He flowed with it, and here's the end result. The music of Ornick Coleman, the music that we've been gifted through his presence here on the planet. So Ornick, I know you can hear us. We thank you for what you did, for your persistence. It paid off handsomely. Along with Ornette, who plays alto saxophone, were Don Cherry trumpet, Walter Norris piano, Don Payne played the bass, and Billy Higgins was their drummer. And uh, can't say enough about Don Cherry either. He is a magnificent trump, uh, trumpet player and once he gets started on that pocket trumpet <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a goner anyway we then flowed into uh, a Benny Golson composition by Quincy Jones called Killer Joe and it was a killer tune and when I look at the personnel here <laughs> there is no uh, there's no there's no doubt why it was a killer tune um Saxophones and reeds were Joel Kay and Roman Kirk, Hubert Laws and Jerome Richardson. The bass was Ray Brown, 
guitar was Eric Gale and Toots Thielman. Piano was Bob James on the electric. And uh, trumpet and flugelhorn were John Frost and Freddie Hubbard and Marvin Stamm and Snooky Young. I mean, wow. Trombones were Jimmy Cleveland and uh, George or Jeffers, along with uh, Tony Studd and Kay Winding. Drums were Grady Tate, harmonica, Toots Thielman. The vocals were by Hilda Harris, Marilyn Jackson, Valerie Simpson. Okay, <laughs> that's like, wow. Q, yeah, his friends call him Q, so I'm going to call him Q. <laughs> Quincy is uh, still on the planet and still doing his thing, and we are very happy he is. Then we went into the uh, Art Ensemble of Chicago's Selected Recordings, and we listened to Rio's Negroes by Lester Bowie, Lester on trumpet, Donald Smith piano, Fred Williams bass, and Philip Wilson was their drummer. And I've attempted to find out the definition of Rio's Negroes uh, without any success. So if any one of you out there know the interpretation of that, I sincerely appreciate it. And then we flowed back into a Philadelphia Odin Pope from the Odin's List LP featuring James Carter and James Carter was just terrible. Oh my gosh he was so terrible. He came in and he would not let it go. He was just, he and that baritone saxophone were just magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. It got my blood to flowing and raised my vibration to the nth degree so and I've seen him perform in public, and he's, he does not disappoint. Uh, James Carter was a baritone saxophone, Odin Pope tenor, along with Walter Blanding, uh, David Weiss, and Terrell Stafford trumpets, Jeff Tain watch drums, George Burton piano, Lee Smith uh, was their bassist. And by the way, before we go, uh, the Phrygian uh, love theme, or the Phrygian theme. The Phrygian love theme is the name of the tune, but the Phrygian theme uh, is a melody based upon the music from the peoples of Phrygia who lived in antiquity in what is now modern-day Turkey. And I went on YouTube and did some research on this theme, and there are various modulations of it that uh, are at once haunting and like this was and and beautifully constructed so if you are of desire to know any more about this thing uh, I suggest you go to YouTube and uh, uh, put it in and it will uh, give you whatever else you need to know and the word Phrygian is spelled P-H-R-Y-G-I-A-N Phrygian okay now that's where we've been and Onward and upward, motion, prime mover of the universe. Move on, motion, and carry us with you. Oh, by the way, least I forget, underneath is the very, very exquisitely beautiful Waltz for Ahmed by Jack Wilson from the Innovations album.
and this you'll be able to hear in its entirety, unencumbered by the sound of my voice at the conclusion of our program. So stay tuned for that. Okay, now we can go. Motion is the prime mover of the universe. Move on motion and carry us with you. And I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. 
And the journey continues. And just like in real life, there's an adventure along the way to keep us on our path and interested in what we're doing. So we started out on the path with In and Out from Joe Henderson, listening to the title tune. Whether it was In and Out, Up and Down, Straight Up and Down, or whatever it was, the tune got my attention, starting with Joe himself. As a matter of fact, speaking of Joe, a friend of mine told me recently that he thought, once you've heard Joe, you've, you've heard them all, you know, there's, there's one one through on everything and you know, there's nothing new. Well, as the universe would have it, shortly after he said that I read from a album cover or article, uh, a, a uh, reflection on Joe in which the uh, bluesician stated that Joe comes with an intensity and a passion that is unheralded in any others, like any others. And uh, that's what he brings to the table, besides his fine musicianship. So whether you agree with my friend that it was, that Joe is, you know, limited, or whether you see and engage in him some other possibilities and, and, and take from his playing uh, other things. He's still Joe, and he can play for me any day. That's all I'll say about that. Joe Henderson, tenor saxophone, Kenny Dorm, trumpet, Phillies McCoy Tyner, and we'll speak of McCoy later on the piano. Richard Davis was their bassist, and Mr. Polyrhythm, Elvin Jones, bang the drums. And then we brought that up with the, the Freedom Sound, a classic stalwart from a time and era where freedom and freedom seeking were paramount in everyday life. <laughs> Much like now. The Jazz Crusaders, Joe Sample, piano, Wayne Henderson, trombone, Wilden Flexer, Felder, tenor saxophone, Herbie Lewis, bass, and Sticks Hooper and bang the drums as well. And then we jumped off into my man, Sonny Chris, 
From the Sunny's Dream, Birth of the New Cool, the Sunny Crisp Orchestra LP, with tunes written by Horace Tapscott. See, Sonny came out of Memphis and left Memphis, Tennessee when he was about 14 years old and went to uh, Los Angeles. And Horace uh, was out of, uh, I believe, Mississippi, and he left when he was about six years old and went to L.A. Now, they went to the same high school, but Sonny was a few years older than Horace, so they didn't meet there, but the music brought them together. And Horace, with his gifts and multi, the multi-talented, uh, multi-instrumentalist that he is, and Sonny, uh, it was a natural fit, both being you know, evolving on the West Coast. So, uh, wow, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful playing. Sonny was introduced to me by a, a Philadelphia a legend himself, Harrison Ridley Jr., who uh, has also since returned home. But uh, he was renowned for his collection, starting especially with Duke Ellington. Duke would, and, and Mercer would call Harrison uh, you know, about Duke's music. So that's how uh, iconic he is. Anyway, Sonny Chris, alto and soprano saxophones, David Shearer, alto sax, Teddy Edwards, tenor, Pete Chrislip, baritone sax, Conti Condoli, trumpet, Dick Nash, trombone, Ray Draper, tuba, Tommy Flanagan, piano, Al McKimmon, bass, and Everett Brown, Jr. was the drummer. And then we concluded with my guy, my dude. <laughs> And I don't even talk like that. Uh, Oliver Nelson from the uh, LP. I got it via a dedication series, volume two, Three Dimensions. And we listened to the tune, Elegy for a Dog. Now, the, uh, um, Oliver wrote this tune while he was collaborating with Jimmy Smith on, on an album that contained the tune, Peter and the Wolf. And in this tune, or in the play that the tune came from, uh, the wolf ate the duck. Duck caught a bad break. So the tune is reflective of that. But uh, elegy means a sad musical composition. And this tune was anything but sad. So, you know, our hats off to Oliver, and we appreciate the... Uh, the contribution, but uh, they tore it up. They tore it up. On this LP, Oliver Nelson, soprano, uh, yeah, soprano saxophone, Steve Kuhn, piano, Ron Carter was their bassist, and Greedy Pete played the drums. And that's where we've come from, and this is where we're going. Motion is the prime mover of the universe. Move on motion and carry us with you. And we'll see you upon our return.
Now, let's return to On the Other Side with Art Brown. And we've returned. In this segment, we uh, went outside the borders of the U.S. We mainly stayed in North America, but we left the country for creativity and other adjoining nations, some of which were here before we arrived. But that's another story for another day. We began with Roy Haynes from the Quiet Fire LP. And we listened to the tune, Bullfight. So, that to me says Mexico or Spain, whichever you prefer. Roy Haynes was the drummer and leader. Milchu Leviv played the piano. Stanley Cowell was on electric piano. Bobby Hutchison, the vibes. Marcus Rullo, guitar. Cecil McBee, bass. And Kenneth Nash, bang the drums and then staying with that theme we went to Chuchu Valdez and the Afro-Cuban Messengers and we and this is from the LP Free Borders and we listened to the tune Bebo who was also a master musician and the father of Chucho Valdez Chucho on piano Ronaldo Mialan Abrasi on trumpet. Tercier Duruthi Mbembali played the bata drums, which is different than the regular drums because it's a drum with a, that ha, it's an instrument shaped like a kunga that has a smaller head on one side and uh, then the other, and both are playable. So that takes a, a lot of skill, trust me. I know someone who I've seen do that on occasion, and it's it's riveting. Rodney Barreto Alarzara played the drums. Angel Gaston Hoya Paraletta played the bass. 
Yorati Abrasi Robles played percussion. And then there was this guy named Branford Marcellus on tenor sax. Then we went to Mango, as in Santa Maria, from the Saka Me Nice LP. And we played the tune, Kathy's Waltz, written by Robert Coranta for his Kathy. And along with Mongo, who plays Kungas, with Johnny Elmendra, Andrew on Traps and Tamales, Humberto Ingue Hernandez on Bongos, Shakiri, Bada Drums, Tamales, Cowbells, and Vocals. He did it all. Bob Coranta played the piano, Ray Martinez the bass, Ray Vega, Vega the trumpet and flugelhorn, Bobby Parcelli alto, baritone, sax, and flute, Mitch Froman played tenor, Marty Geller was the conductor. And then we went in, then we came back home a little bit, at least we stayed with the theme, but we came back with the artist, Wayne Shorter from Adam's Apple. And the tune was El Gaucho, one of my favorites. I love this tune. And there's a Joe Henderson tune that uh, has a similar favor, and I love to play them together. This time we didn't, for brevity's sake, but we will in the future, trust me. Wayne Shorter, tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock, piano, Reggie Workman, again, here he is, really zone, representing on the bass. And also, Philadelphia Joe Chamber was their drummer. And then... And then there was again Bobby Hutchison playing uh, Randy Weston's Little Niles. Bobby Hutchison vibes in marimba. Philadelphia Kenny Barron on piano. Buster Williams from Camden, New Jersey was their bassist. And Al Foster played the drums. And that included our North American travels. And we will do so frequently as time passes. But now, the adventure continues and we move on. As our focus is drawn to a mysterious, precious one who hails from unknown places and extracts the love buried deep inside of me, only to face the possibility of rejection on another bout with the blues. Or not. We'll see. On the other side.
Seeing as how Mr. Stan Getz, who was uh, one of the people that brought it from down south of the border, below the other border, he and a man named uh, Gilberto, I believe it was, talking about tall and tan and young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema goes all walking and with. She passes each one, she passes goes. Uh huh. I, I said when she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes each one, she passes goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said oh, but I've watched her so sadly. I wonder how. Can I tell her I love her? I said, oh yes, I would give my heart gladly. But each and every day as she walks to the sea, you know she looks straight ahead. She won't look back at me. Not tall and tan and young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema goes a walking on the wind. She passes, I smile, but the girl just won't. She won't look back at me. We got Tommy Stone on the piano to see if I am. She walks to the sea. You know she looks straight ahead. She won't look back at me. Not tall and tan and young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema goes a walking and a wind. She passes. I smile, but the girl just won't look back at me to see if I am looking back to see if she is looking back to see if I am looking back to see if she is looking back to see if I am looking back at her as she walks down to the sea. Oh, she looks so good to me and everybody else because she's wearing one of them real cute bikini bathing suits and it sure does look good to me. I said it really, really, really looks so good to me. I, I was looking back to see if she was looking back to see if I was looking back to see if she was looking back at me, but she wouldn't look back at me as she walked down to the sea. She wouldn't look at me.
And we're back. I trust that all of you enjoyed my uh, preamble and attempt at creating drama and suspense uh, before the last set that we listened to. And if not, that's okay. There'll be plenty of opportunities for your enjoyment of such in the future. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. We began with McCoy Tyner, and we'll talk more about uh, McCoy later, um, from the Dimensions LP. And we listened to Precious One. It's a John Blake composition uh, that he wrote for his then newborn daughter. Of course, McCoy Tyner, Philadelphia's McCoy Tyner, born and raised piano. John Blake, Philadelphia, born and raised violin. Gary Bartz, alto saxophone. John Lee, bass. And Wilbie Fletcher was on the drums. And then we went into Chicago. Well, not directly, but via Lou Rawls, who is from Chicago. And we, we listened to the uh, uh, to the tune, The Girl from Ipanema. I don't know if it was a tune or a lament, because he sure seemed to be very fond of her. Lou Rawls was their vocalist. Jimmy Bond was their bassist. Errol Palmer, drums, Tommy Strew, piano. And the ever-present Herb Ellis uh, was their guitarist. And I say ever-present because he played with Oscar Peterson for a long time, and they made a lot of music. We jumped into, we then jumped into This Guy's In Love With You from the Hampton Hawes LP Live at Marmarte. And it's a Burke Bacharach tune, but Burke didn't do it, <laughs> do it what, what Hampton did. Uh, the way that he uh, changes moods and tempos and gets underneath the tune, that, that, that's what I like about Hampton. Uh, being that scorp, he needs to get underneath things to the bottom. And uh, he did so. This guy's in love with you. Hampton Hawes piano, Henry Franklin bass, and Michael Carvin was their drummer. And then we went to some, I won't call them founding fathers, but stalwarts of the uh, post-Bob era, and Grant Green and Sonny Clark. Their uh, complete recordings together. I love Grant Green. I love Sonny Clark, and putting them together is a treat. It ain't necessarily so. So maybe he did make contact. Maybe she was just putting him off so she could be clandestine in their meetings. Who knows? Grant Green, guitar. Sonny Clark, piano. Sam Jones, bass. And Art Blakey was their drummer. And then we concluded with Michelle Legrand at Shelley's manhole. Michelle Legrand. And the tune was Another Blues. Michelle plays piano. He's from France. He did some work with Dizzy Gillespie, some arrangements and composing, arranging and composing with Dizzy Gillespie for his big bands. Uh, comes from a musical family and uh, loved music. So he came this way and this is one of the results. Another blues. Michelle Legrand piano. None other 
there. Ray Brown on the bass and Shelly Mann was the drummer and they played at his location, the manhole. So that's where we are currently, what you've listened to and uh, we're going to carry on at least one more set. I mean, there'll be more, but uh, one more set and then we'll tell you uh, how we're going to proceed and you can make your own decision. And we'll see you on the other side.
passionate pleas, tender replies, shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as the night, afro blue. Lovers in flight, upward they glide, bursts at the height, slowly subside, shades of delight, cocoa And my slumbering fantasy assumes reality Until it seems it's not a dream The two are you and me Shades of delight A cocoa hue Rich as a night Afro blue
And we're back from a real adventure this time. Blues in the jungle. Now, what's a jungle? I had to look it up. An overgrown mass of vegetation. I don't know if that's how I'd describe Africa. And I'm sure the indigenous people didn't name Africa Africa either. So I guess there's a whole bunch of names out there that truly don't mean anything. Anyway, uh, and then we followed that with uh, Afro Brew, Black Love Seeking Expression and Expansion Upon the Planet. 
morphing into the beautiful American and echoing a consciousness that reflects alignment with an earthly place or the place from which we all come and we will all one day return called home. Okay. Gigi Grace Quintet sang something. Blues in the Jungle. Gigi Grace, alto saxophone, who was uh, quite an educator and not only that, but uh, he was the first to uh, go into uh, making sure that he had his own publishing rights to his music. And uh, it was a, a, a bold first step and it may have cost him dearly because in, he started in about 1957 and by 1963 uh, he was in financial trouble because many people were leaving his company and uh, there is assumed to be, have been some outside pressure from the record companies that didn't want this indie, type of independence uh, from uh, a black man over his product. So Gigi was uh, renowned for a lot of things as well as his competitions and, and his compositions and arrangements which were uh, groundbreaking. Richard Williams piano, Richard Williams, excuse me, Richard Williams trumpet, Richard Williams piano, Reggie Workman, there he is again, bass, and Philadelphia, not born but bred, Mickey Roker was their drummer. And then we went to Sin and Soul with Oscar Brown Jr. from Chicago Way, and we listened uh, to the tune, wow, the beautiful, beautiful tune, Afro Blue. Of course, Oscar Brown Jr. was is the vocalist. Floyd Morris, Alonzo Levister, and Bernie Layton played piano. Uh, Billy Butterfield and Joe Wilder were the trumpeters. Phil Bodner, Bodner Walt Levinsky, and Joe Sold or Soleil saxophones. Don Arnone, Everett Barksdale, and A. Chernet guitars. George DeVivier, Frank Carroll, and Joe Benjamin played the bass, and Ossie Johnson, Panama Francis, George Devens, and Bobby Rosengardner were the drummers. And then we went into a classic LP, Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington recording, recording together for the first time. And we listened to The Beautiful American. That's us. Louis Armstrong, trumpet and vocal and other cuts. Duke Ellington, piano, Trummy Young, trombone, Bonnie Bygard, clarinet, Mort Herbert played the bass, and Danny Barcelona was their drummer. And then we concluded with none other than Spirits Known and Unknown by Leon Thomas, and the tune that we listened to was Echoes. Leon Thomas, vocals and percussion, Lonnie Liston-Smith Jr. piano, Richard Davis bass, as well as Cecil McBee, and Roy Haynes was their drummer. Richard Landrum played the bongos, James Spaulding alto sax and flute, and Little Rock was on the tenor. And that's where we've been, and uh, we will continue to, to go. Now, we've been playing this music for a while, and for those of you who uh, have other things to do, 
or uh, feel that you can't handle too much more at this time, we're going to break it up into part one and part two. And that way you can delve back into the music upon your decision to do so, and it'll always be there for you. Now, for those of you who just can't get enough, we're going we're gonna to tarry on. And carry on, we will. And we'll get back to you afterwards. On the other side.